With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for some scalding hot takes? Talking Vikings with Dane Misutani and Chase Frederick. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Chase Frederick, Dane Misutani, talking a little bit joint practices, but we moved on to the quarterback discussion and. I want to get into one more different angle of this, thinking about San Francisco, thinking about Minnesota um, here in our final segment. Dane, I kind of split up quarterback, and I think we've talked in the past, and I've said kind of two buckets. Maybe it goes in three buckets. Um, there's definitely the physical abilities, and this is where you see like a guy like Trey Lance shine. You mentioned the rocket arm. Um, he also obviously has the tremendous mobility. This is a guy who could rush for a thousand yards this year. Nobody would be overly surprised. We'll see kind of how San Francisco sets up that offense around him, how Kyle Shanahan uses that rushing ability. Uh, I do think then also there is just simply reading defenses, um, reading alignments, knowing coverages that are coming, being able to check um, and check into different plays, run plays, audibles, whatever the case may be, just even getting your change of protection uh, to be best prepared. Uh, and then, Outside of that, then the third one is one that I don't think is discussed enough. It's obviously everybody recognizes it, but maybe doesn't weigh the value of importance of it. And it's leadership. And I do think that obviously defense needs a leadership as well. Um, sometimes that can come from like your linebacker, middle linebacker, safety, whatever the case may be. But offensively, it, it comes down to the quarterback. Like that is who leads that group. Um, yes, they have the ball in their hands. That's part of it. They're also the person delivering the message in every single huddle before every single play. Um, I just being in pro sports, you know this, I know this, like it's touched on a lot by players and coaches, but that's because it really matters. Teams that don't have leadership generally don't fare very well. Teams that do, you can just kind of feel it. And those teams have not only success, but consistent success. Um, and we've seen just the different of that and how that can almost elevate players and teams uh, just because they are all united. They're behind certain people. Those people are leading everybody else in the right direction. Uh, so those are the three buckets. And I think what's interesting is, Ideally, your quarterback, Tom Brady, whatever the case may be, has like pretty good in all of them, right? Like Tom Brady's all got, the a great, buckets. Yep, got a great arm. Uh, you know, he's he certainly knows like opposing defenses in and out. He knows his offense in and out. And yeah, you know, like he's a great leader. We've seen that in many examples, no matter where he goes, um, different players. That's all been talked about. I do think you can also get by with guys who have some like who maybe are like really good in something. And like Trey Lance, I think is coming into a starting role with like the abilities, like 
through the roof um, as far as what he can do. Like almost just like, like talent, right? Yes, raw talent. Exactly, yeah. right. And that's maybe where Kyler Murray has shined. We've seen like with raw talent, and then there's been talk about Kyler Murray, does he study enough? All these types of things. Um, and I'm not sure the leadership, I'm not sure, but just with raw talent, he's great. Like he's not elite, um, but he's really good. And they've won, you know, 500, about 500 with him under center in recent years. And then, you know, then we've got guys like, like Jimmy Garoppolo. And maybe I agree with you when you mentioned earlier, Kirk Cousins better than has more tools in the box as far as being a passing quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't disagree with that at all, but I do think that Jimmy a like seems to know the schemes pretty well. Seems to know opposing defenses really well. This is not something that gets talked about a bunch, except it does in San Francisco that Jimmy Garoppolo was apparently excellent at checking into runs, like mm-hmm. knowing where, where to send a run, which run to go to on a given play. And that's huge. Um, and maybe that has had something to do with the rushing success they've had in recent years. But the biggest thing with Jimmy Garoppolo was definitely the leadership. And that was on display even last year when all the talk was, Hey, maybe this guy should be out of a job. Where's Trey Lance, all this stuff constantly get thrown at him um and yet he just continued to perform lead them to wins um and you could hear like the leadership and the quotes from opposing from his teammates um after mm-hmm. games the end of the season here's what george kittle said about jimmy garoppolo after the green bay win last year in the playoffs the i'll parenthesize stuff that he takes excuse my language just consistently people try to pull him down and all he does is try to deliver and he leads this team he's a sense of calm in the huddle he's a sense of calm in the storm he allows us to play football at a high level Nick Bosa after that same game. I'm impressed with his demeanor just as a leader. A lot of people give him crap for whatever, but he's as cool and collected as a quarterback of a quarterback as I've ever had. And he's a perfect guy to lead us where we need to go. And then there was Debo Samuel after the season. I've been a Jimmy fan since I've been there. When I say I'm going to rock with him, I'm going to rock with him. Even if he's not a part of the team, I'm still going to be a Jimmy fan. Like, I, I don't think it can be overstated. Like, when people believe in their quarterback and they want to play with their quarterback, and it's almost like, oh, I'll run through a wall for my quarterback. Like, we talk about that with like college football coaches all the time. I think it matters quite a bit for mm-hmm. your quarterback as well. And that's at all levels, frankly. Uh, so, like, maybe where Jimmy Garoppolo is lacking in certain areas, he made up for it in others, where Trey Lance might lack in certain other areas just because it's a second year, he makes up for in other areas. And I do think that those three buckets kind of do make like what's a quality quarterback and what's not. And you can be pretty good if a couple are full or very high. Uh, you can be one of the best if all three buckets are full. Where do you think Kirk maybe succeeds in those areas? And where do you think he lacks and needs to maybe catch up in some of these other areas? I think it's pretty obvious, right? Like he lacks in the leadership bucket. I was going to say, and, have you ever heard a Vikings player deliver any quotes like players say about Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco for last No, season. the way that Kirk, the rhetoric around Kirk Cousins is obviously in the media is he's super polarizing, but in the locker room, it almost feels like, look, I, I think Kirk, people like Kirk. I think some people in the locker, I don't think Kirk is universally hated in the locker room. Right. But it kind of feels like at times the quotes we get about Kirk Cousins are like, Look, I just got to say this, you know, like, right, sure. Look, he's my quarterback. Like, he makes, you know, takes up 40% of our salary gap. We're not going to move on from him. Like, what does it do? It does Justin Jefferson absolutely no good to not just be like, yeah, Kirk's my guy. Like, if Kirk, if Justin Jefferson comes out this offseason and says, like, I want a new quarterback, like, that does the Vikings no good. It obviously does Kirk Cousins no good. And it does Justin Jefferson no good. He gets labeled diva, whatever. 
And that follows him for the rest of his career, probably. So all the quotes that we hear about Kirk Cousins just feel like they kind of are the most vanilla milk toast version of like, this is how I'm supposed to talk about my quarterback. And I think they're like that because going back to your buckets, Jace, he's lacking in the leadership bucket. He is, he just is. And I think fair or not, we, we, we talk a lot about Kirk Cousins record in primetime kind of seems like a cherry picked stat. I get that those are the biggest games against the best teams, whatever. And he's been generally terrible in, in primetime across his career. Uh, but I think we we talk about these things and, and and he comes up short in these areas. And I think a lot of times it's because of a lack of leadership or like how that leadership manifests itself in a game. I think when Jimmy gets the ball back, Jimmy Garoppolo gets the ball back down six with three minutes to go, people are like, all right, let's go. Let's ride for Jimmy. I'm not sure they feel like that with Kirk all the time. And, and I think Kirk has tried to kind of shed this reputation, but it just kind of is what you, you are what you are at at a certain point. And if you're not, if you don't have this lightning rod quality about you where guys want to run through a wall for you, if, if you try and kind of put on this face and become that, like it's easy to see through. And I think it's easy to see through. I think Kirk is kind of a dork. I think Kirk like at times can get fired up that you like that. Obviously that was, I don't think that was fake. Like you like that. That was real. Probably that made another appearance today. It did. It, 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 but like that, like today, that was a perfect example. Like after Kirk throws a, a ball to Adam Thielen in a joint practice today early, and there is some jawing, he just screams, you effing like that? Like, bro, mid August. Like, wh- wh- what are what we doing? It feels forced. Yeah. It feels fake. It feels like I read a book on like what, what could motivate my teammates, and sure. they're like, get jacked up. And it was like, Kirk was just like, okay, well, I'll just do it next. I'll just do it the next time I'm on the field. Like, no, like that doesn't work at, at or noon or 11 a.m. in Egan on August, what is it, 17th. Like, yeah, if Kirk throws a bomb. September 11th in the opener against Green Bay for a, a huge game, like as time's winding down, sure, let out the F-bomb. You like that, whatever. But I think a lot of this stuff that he's now doing feels a little bit forced. And I think it feels forced because he's just inherently lacking in that leadership bucket. Kirk Cousins has a great arm. He's very accurate. He throws a good deep ball. He's even improved his mobility. Kinda like, I don't know. Like I, I, I still don't think it's a great thing if Kirk Cousins is, is running around and, and doing the scrambling drill and looking up field, but I think he's improved that area of his game too. I think he's smart. I think he can check into certain things. I think one of his faults because he is so smart and good at studying is that he relies on these certain routes, no matter what he cannot just go give Justin Jefferson a chance. Like if he's saying no, because Jefferson's not open, he's never throwing the 50, 50 ball. I think that's, that also kind of goes into the leadership bucket, like giving your guy a chance. I think all of this is interconnected. And I think it all goes back to the fact that, like you said, some guys have it, some guys don't. Not sure he does. That's and you you talked about uh, you know, the checks, and I, I think we all assume that's there too, but we've also seen like a number of clips in past seasons, whether it be like, you know, like former NFL quarterback Sage Rosenfels, who's pretty heavy on Twitter and film study, and whatnot, different guys pointing out like, hey, Kirk Cousins should have seen this front here and checked out of this play, knowing that this was set for disaster, doesn't do anything. And it turns into a negative two yard rush or like 
it's very clear in this situation that the protection scheme was not going to block this blitz. Right. This should have been, you know, audible out of, and it wasn't. And now at that point, then everybody just assumes, well, he probably doesn't have the control to do that, which frankly is kind of absurd, especially for a veteran quarterback and shame on the Vikings coaching staff. If you didn't, but I think we all have a hard time thinking otherwise, but that is where, okay, now Kevin O'Connell comes in and he just ran a super bowl winning offense. Um, he's going to, I would assume, set Kirk Cousins up to succeed in whatever he deems the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And so if there is no improvement, if it, we have these same issues, um, but that should also be empowering him as a leader as well. You should put him in every position to do these things that have been seen as flaws before. And if you can unlock him, um, and I think it's possible, I think Kirk Cousins could have the best season of his career in, in multiple ways. I think that's very possible. If he doesn't, if there isn't much progression, now you're looking at it and saying, okay, well, we tried something else. We tried a coach that we believe in. If you're the Vikings organization, we thought this guy might be able to help him take a step forward. He didn't. Um, now you were kind of left out of options other than to find a different path forward at the quarterback position. But that is why this is kind of a prove it year for Kirk Cousins. I'm sure we will discuss that even more here in these next couple of weeks. But it it is one of those things where I just thought of like, here are the things that Jimmy Garoppolo was great at. And he doesn't get credit for a lot of them because leadership, frankly, always just people say, oh, yeah, leader. But then they never actually use it to evaluate anybody, um, you know, like uh, and then we see Trey Lance and his physical abilities and why we think he's going to succeed. And I certainly think we see some reasons why Kirk does succeed. And then in the same way with those same buckets, see why he hasn't quite taken the step forward or won the big games. Uh, meanwhile, you have like a guy like Garoppolo who, you know, goes into the Rams week 17, wins a road game uh, that they have to win to get in and leads a game when he touched on driving the last two minutes of that game, yep. uh, goes into Dallas and wins a wild card game, goes into Green Bay and wins a divisional round game, and then does not do it in the NFC championship game in LA. And kind of frankly gets uh, throttled for that. But like winning big games on the road, just having your team believe in you, I think that's huge. Having like the type of ability to make the big throws like I think Trey Lance has, that's huge. You ideally want somebody to have everything, um, but you need at least a couple of them if you're going to succeed. And I think Kirk for sure has one. I think the arm talent's there. I think he generally, like you said, uh, you know, knows what he wants to do on the field and where to go with it. But I think that could even be improved. And then leadership needs to take a big step forward, I think. Yeah, just to circle back before kind of we cut it, like you're absolutely right about the empowering of your leader, right? Like Kirk Cousins may never just be this inherently great leader, but him and Zimmer also hated each other by the end of it. The coach didn't want him there. I think getting a guy like Kevin O'Connell, who whether he truly believes this or is saying all the right things, whatever, like wants Kirk to succeed. I don't know if Zimmer wanted Kirk to succeed. I think he just wanted the Vikings to succeed. I think it was like, I'll do it with whoever. I think Kevin O'Connell has a vested interest in making Kirk the best quarterback he can be. And I think to your point, some of that is like, yeah, sure. Put him in a good position to succeed. You know, that that you see on film, but some of it is inherent and goes back to his spoken and empowering them to be the leader he, he wants to be, or, just showing him that like, you don't have to act a certain way, just be yourself, but take over. This is your room. Like giving him like carte blanche to, to take over the team. I'm not sure he's felt totally comfortable doing that um, in his tenure under Zimmer. Right. And if you are teammates um, and you are seeing that and you're seeing that the coach doesn't really maybe believe in it, you're probably not as likely to fall in line. Like you might be like, yeah, mm-hmm. 
uh, Coach Zim's our leader, not this guy here. Um, you know, if you're bringing back players who have been on social media, literally trashing said quarterback, um, and then you're re-signing them <laughs> seasons later, um, it doesn't instill a whole ton of belief uh, that you're going to ride or die with that quarterback, that the franchise is going to, so why should you? Um, it's on the coaching staff to at least like instill that confidence. And like you said, and we've said empower Kirk Cousins, and it's on Kirk Cousins to take those reins and do something with it. Uh, we'll see if that happens this year. We'll see. We won't know that until not only the regular season, but until something goes wrong or something looks hard um, until they get into one of those games where the offense isn't moving the ball because the offensive line's getting destroyed. You know, like does Kirk cousins, do they kind of rally around him? Does he make that one big play? Um, do guys make a play for him basically um, to, to make things happen and get over the top and in a game where things are working against them. Um, those are mm-hmm. the times where we're going to see. Um, if, if there's any kind of difference or not. Um, and I look forward to it because frankly, if it is different, then you can start to say, okay, maybe there's a different ceiling for the Vikings team this year. And if not, then you start to say, well, this might be the same old song and dance again. Um, and maybe the more things change, the more they stay the same, but there's a lot of stuff between now and then, uh, we will be back. Dane going to go out again to TCO performance center on Thursday, watch a little bit more defense this time around, uh, before we get to the preseason game against San Francisco on Saturday. Thanks so much for joining us on this one. If you enjoyed this. Uh, like, follow, subscribe to this podcast wherever uh, you listen to podcasts on any platform. Thanks so much for tuning in to Inside Purple and Gold. For Dame Mizutani, I'm Jace Frederick. Goodbye.